Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, 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 hey. It's a lot of haze, but you want to know something? I'm uh, enthusiastic about this little broadcast here today. You are joining, of course, as you know, the Fox Across America Game Bowl presentation ceremony. And I liked this one. I like like this one so much. We always, you know, we pick a winner every week. It's an interview I enjoyed or somebody who made me laugh or somebody who did whatever. And there's basically a very, uh, you know, a sliding criteria. It's a very fluid process. Sometimes people just like have a book coming out. And they're like, hey, here's 50 bucks. Can I win the Game Bowl? I'm kidding. <laughs> no one would pay 50 bucks for my endorsement. I, I could probably get like a five. Uh, but the point being is we have a very fluid process to selecting the game ball, but it's genuinely the interview, I think, is the best ambassador to what we're trying to do here on the show, which is give you the person behind the politics. You know, I'm trying to humanize our political differences where we disagree, and I'm trying to elevate, you know, the common, common thread, commonality, common culture amongst us. Uh, in areas where we do agree. And I think anybody who listens to this interview with this week's winner, a woman who happens to be a candidate for pretty high office in this country, I'm talking about President of the United States, will come away with, a, you know, I think a pretty healthy appreciation for Nikki Haley. I met her in the green room here at Fox a few weeks ago. Uh, we messaged uh, off the air about the potential for having her on the show. And I have to tell you, from word one, when I met her weeks back until the minute she got into the studio, she's just been like a fun time. Like she made fun of my wardrobe. She made fun of the studio. And I appreciated like that. It's like a human connection. You know, the, the ability to like send in the punt team on your talking points and just hang in the moment and answer a lot of questions you didn't expect to answer about things that probably shouldn't matter in the presidential race, like what you listen to and you know, things that go on backstage at your rallies. But Nikki Haley did such a good job of, like, rolling with me that I thought this was an interview that was not only um, reflective very well on her as a candidate for high office, but us just the same because we're trying to do these interviews on this show in a way that they don't happen anywhere else. So I hope you can appreciate that at the very least, and I am sure you will appreciate Nikki Haley, who receives her game ball now. Thanks, Jimmy. It's great to be here. This is quite the setup. Uh, I got to tell you, Okay, it really does look like this is what my bedroom looked like in 1987. <laughs> now, I don't know if that puts you at ease or it makes you concerned that I'm in some type of weird state of arrested development. It's a little creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're not the first person to say that, so I won't take it the wrong way. But it does. It's, it, it does. It looks like the inside of the van that promised you candy. I don't need you to comment on that. Uh, just thanks for coming. It's like as if people weren't a little thrown just based on my attire. Because you're running for president. I look like I'm going to a junior prom after this in, like, my blue velvet outfit. Uh, but let's get into you because they've had enough interventions for me, and none of them have taken. Um, but I wanted to ask you this. Uh, you launched your campaign. Everybody's all excited, razzle-dazzle, so excited. A lot of good music at the rallies. When you go on the road, 
Are you and Cheney, your superstar assistant, do you guys, are you rocking out? Is there something we're listening to right now that we need to know about? I mean, I'm always listening to music. Okay. I love music. It's been a part of my life for uh-huh. a long time. So, like, before I went out for my announcement, I was listening to Ozzy Osbourne and Post Malone. <laughs> um, sometimes you'll hear me listening to Joan Jett. Um, it's just. So, all right. This this is important then. So, so some Ozzy, some Joan Jett. Is there any uh, potential under a Haley administration for a presidential karaoke party? I mean, I'm all for it. Would that go down in the But way? I always say, if you ever see me doing karaoke, take me home. <laughs> like, I've always said that. Is that like, the, the sign? That's the sign. At, so the, like, at the very least, take your car keys. That's exactly right. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. Hey, defense wins championships. Isn't that what they say? <laughs> uh, other fun facts we need to know. Did you? Did you have a nickname growing up? I was looking. It was always Nikki. Really? Yeah. Wasn't like the crusher or anything like that, nothing like that? No. Nope. Have you given thought to the fact that you might get a nickname from a certain Republican candidate who's been known for that sort of thing in the past? I haven't given any thought of it, but if he wants to call me a badass, I'll take it. <laughs> oh, Haley! Shots fired. She came in, she insulted the studio. Now she's crowned herself the bad. I mean, wow. I think you're about to sing karaoke. You're fired up over here. <laughs> Nikki Haley is in studio. I want to talk policy with you as well. And it's exciting to have this time with you. So I appreciate you taking the time. One of the things I saw you say yesterday that I think resonates with a lot of talk radio audiences is the fact that America has become the world's ATM. And people don't appreciate that, especially at a time when we have so many domestic struggles here. It's not that we're rooting for Vladimir Putin to roll Ukraine, but at the same time, we feel like second class when, you know, there's no attention paid to something like East Palestine. And then, of course, you've got this issue with foreign aid to China and maybe some of the countries you called out yesterday. I think one of your tweets said, if you chant death to America, no aid. I think that's I think that's a reasonable policy. It's totally common sense. (laughs) I mean, the idea that we gave 46 billion dollars in foreign aid. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a lot of money in itself. But I saw this at the U.N. You have countries and they'd like stab us in the back, but they turn around and have their hand out wanting money. Uh Stop giving money to our enemies. We're giving, you know, $2 billion to Pakistan. Trump stopped that, which was great. Mm -hmm. But now Biden's walking that back again. You look at Iraq. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're dealing with all the Iranian proxies that are saying death to America. Why would we do that? Zimbabwe, like the least friendly American, you know, Mm -hmm. African country that you've got. And we're giving them all this money, hundreds of millions of dollars. It's unacceptable. And then, you know, China, we're giving money for the environment. Like, come on. It's our number (laughs) one adversary. And you're going to give money to the environment. Communist Cuba, we call Mm -hmm. it, you know, we named them a terrorist organization, yet we're giving them money. Mm -hmm. All of these things. It doesn't make sense to give money like that. We should be strategic. Stop trying to buy friends. You can't buy friends with money. It doesn't work. No, I agree. We're talking to Nikki Haley in studio, Republican candidate for the White House. And listen, people appreciate you saying it. Coming when, when I give the world advice about money and then they see this sport coat, they're like, all right, no, no. You know what I mean? No, no one wants to hear my financial advice as a guy who dresses the way I do on TV. But coming from you, it does. It carries a lot of weight. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about as it pertains to money is the fact that today the Supreme Court may rule on student loan forgiveness. A lot of the people that have discussed this issue on my show feel like they're being asked unjustly to pay off the loans they didn't take out which I think it's like getting a bill in the mail from Applebee's for food you didn't eat. Like, should Joe Biden at least send us some chicken fingers if we're going to pay student loan debt for other people? It's so wrong. Like, my husband and I, it took us forever to finish paying off his student 
mm-hmm. debt. Yeah. So now to think that we're going to go pay for someone else's, it's a terrible incentive. Mm-hmm. It sends the wrong message. And you can't do that. You can't take from one person and give to another. You mm-hmm. can't do that. Yeah. And so, you know, let's hope the Supreme Court comes down with the right thing, because I think it's terribly wrong. And most of that money is actually going to postgraduate loans. Yeah. And I, I just think that the American people see this for what it is. It's the wrong thing, and it's irresponsible. Yeah, I would agree with that. It drives me crazy because I feel like what's going on in this country right now is we're kind of undermining people's self-reliance. You know, if your parents migrated to this country and ran a small business that became a larger business, you're kind of the embodiment of the American dream, which is something that's very heavily predicated on work ethic. And this idea that everybody is entitled, you know, equal opportunity was never supposed to mean equal outcome. But I think we're eliminating a lot of the merit that's necessary to free us from this victimhood mindset and push us towards a victorhood mindset. Is that what you saw your campaign launch as? Or were you using your brown skin to launder white supremacy? Someone said that with a straight face. I mean, God bless them all, I'll tell you. You know, I mean, I think at the end of the day, we have to remember that we're a country that prides itself on work ethic Uh and responsibility. And we need to get back to being a strong and proud America again. And you don't do that by giving away money or paying people to sit on the couch. You do that by getting people, the very best people have to give Mm -hmm. to contribute into society. No, and I would agree with that. And if we're going to do student loan forgiveness, why can't I get blackjack forgiveness? I'm telling you. I've had a lot of bad nights in the casino. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So I I think it's it's, it's worth getting into. There's another thing, though. When you are taking these attacks, because I've heard you speak to these attacks and the fact that they feel very threatened by the idea of a conservative woman. Mm -hmm. Is there not a part of you, though, that like wonders you know, how they could say it with it. Like, did it take rehearsal to say with a straight face? They've done it for years. Uh I mean, this is, you know, the liberals are very offended by the fact that a minority female would be a Republican. Mm -hmm. They just can't stand it. You saw that with Whoopi Goldberg. You see it with Don Lemon, all of that. And I, even when I was elected governor, I remember there was an African-American female Democrat. And she said, she's not a minority. She's just a conservative with a tan. I mean, they've done this forever. And, but they know I'm a threat because they know I pull from their base. They know I pull suburban women. They know I pull minorities and they just can't take it. So, you know, I'm used to it. It doesn't bother me. We turn lemons, you know, lemonade from lemons and literally did that with koozies by selling, um, past my prime, hold my beer. (laughs) I mean, you know, that was really funny. We laughed, we laughed at that one. Well, as I was saying, I hosted Gutfeld the other night. Don Lemon, because of you, because of his comments on you, he was off the air for three shows, but oddly enough was seen by the same amount of people had he remained on the air, because no one's watching. And and their answer was to give him sensitivity training. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Good luck with that. <laughs> we're, we're talking to Nikki Haley, uh, presidential badass. Uh, her words, not mine. Uh, but who, know, who knows where this is going to head? Uh, I'm excited. Uh, another thing I wanted to throw at you, because this is a question that's been raised a lot. Okay, in the past you had said you wouldn't run against President Trump. Obviously something has changed that prompted you to run against him. What was it? A lot. I mean, you look, we didn't have, at the time I said that, we didn't have the fall of Afghanistan. We didn't have our economy the way it is. We hadn't lost the midterms. Mm-hmm. And I think that what people are saying is, They want to know that there's more options besides just Trump and Biden, Mm -hmm. and they want to see us go in a new direction. And I don't think you have to be 80 years old to to be in D.C. You see, I think that's fair. And they tried to pawn that off as like, you know, not when I say they, I say very few of Biden's defenders at this point tried to pawn it off as like ages. And Bernie Sanders said that because, you know, Bernie probably harbors some outside suspicion 
that if he gets tired of getting rich off, you know, screaming about the evils of capitalism, he might give this another go. But I think the American people agree with you. I mean, I'm saying we should have term limits in Washington Uh and we should have mental competency tests for people over the age of 75. I mean, in the military, people age out. In law enforcement, people age out. Why is D.C. so set on having that power. And Bernie Sanders is a perfect example of why both of those things are important, term limits and mental competency tests. <laughs> well, you got to admire the Bernie racket, though. Like, he's charging people $95 to get into a lecture about the evils of capitalism. Like, I mean, what a hustle. I mean, on some level, I respect it. I don't agree with him in principle, but I almost respect the fact that there's money to be made. And, and you have we- to take it seriously. They literally are trying to creep us into socialism. Yeah. And we know capitalism has mm-hmm. lifted up more people in the history of the world than anything. Yep. But, I mean, you look at the squad, you look at Bernie Sanders, but even you look at some of our Republicans, they're starting to slide into socialism. We can't let that happen. Economic freedom matters. Oh, and right. every American should always have economic freedom in their lives. Yeah, I would agree with that. We're talking to Nikki Haley. She is in studio. Uh, she is running for the Republican nomination for the president of the United States. Is there any point of that? Because like my life's crazy. I used to be a cab driver. Now I'm on TV all the time on the radio with you. It's crazy. And I try to hit these measuring moments where I'm like, wow, you're doing this. Uh, when you're actually walking out onto a stage to say like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be the next president. Like, what's is there anything going through your head or is there nothing going through your head? That's why you do something so audacious. No, I think the Ozzy Osbourne song was going through my head, to be honest. But I don't think of it like that. Like, I think that's the wrong way to look at it. Because what you're doing is you're running to serve the people, Mm -hmm. right? You're running to go and right a ship. And I think that it's so important that people feel proud about their country again. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that they see someone who's willing to do that. I've been a two-term governor. I know Mm -hmm. what it means to balance a budget. I know what it means to deal with crises and make decisions. I was, you know, an ambassador, not of one country, but with 192. And Mm -hmm. I took the kick me sign off of our back. (laughs) I think it's time that we have that kind of leadership. I think it's time that we get a problem solver in there that's got executive experience and say, let's do this. And so, no, there was nothing thinking about it except for I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's get America back on track. And I'm going to be that person that does it. No, I love it. So you were listening to Ozzy. You bit a bat's head off and you walked out onto the stage. You can <laughs> confirm that for the listeners. <laughs> Not the bat, but everything else. Well, listen, they would have they would have accused you of starting the covid uh, pandemic. That's exactly right. Which we are now uh, told which I think somebody, everyone believed to be true two years ago, that it originated in a lab. How do you deal with China if we reach a consensus point that they kind of leaked this into the world? Maybe not intentionally, but as a president, Nikki Haley, how do you hold China accountable given the entanglements in both economies? I mean, treat them as the adversary that they are. And that means when I dealt with China at the United Nations, you we had to tell them what we expected of them. Okay. You look at the COVID situation, the fact that they haven't been held accountable, mm-hmm. I think it came from a lab. I think it wasn't malicious. I think it was yeah. an accident. Mm-hmm. But think about what they did. What they did was they closed off their borders so no one could come in. Mm-hmm. But they opened their borders and let everybody out. They didn't want to be the only country embarrassed. Yep. And then they turned around and released this to the world. I think that is a major problem. And let's not talk about, I mean, the fact that American children looked up to the sky and saw a Chinese spy balloon looking back at them. (laughs) This is a country that for too long, Mm -hmm. Republicans and Democrats thought if we were nice to them, they'd want to be like us. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be like us. They want, they see the West as the great sinners. Mm -hmm. We have to start treating them the way they deserve to be treated. And that is 
start focusing on inter- intellectual property. Let's mm-hmm. hold them accountable when they steal it. Let's hold them accountable for COVID and how they handled the World Health Organization, our universities. Mm-hmm. Tell them you either take Chinese money or you take American money. You don't get both. Mm-hmm. Start doing things like that, and let's build up our military. Mm-hmm. There's nothing China fears more than a strong American military. And you know what we're doing instead? Mm-hmm. Making our military take gender pronoun classes. Yeah, It's, it's unthinkable. It's really weird, but when you think of an iconic film like Saving Private Ryan, where they storm the beach at Normandy. In the modern version of that, they would be reordering the boats. We don't have enough representation in this boat. We need enough of these people raising the... But the, I, the point of war, like you said, is you know a fierce fighting force that can give us peace through strength. Like I mean, a, a military we don't even have to use because nobody wants to mess with them. I'm a military wife. My yeah. husband deployed to Afghanistan. He's a combat veteran. They need to focus on staying safe themselves and defending our freedoms yeah. and and saving us from enemies. They don't need to think about whether they're hurting someone's feelings or not. Yeah, it's weird. We and, don't we don't want army tanks with a hate has no home here bumper sticker on the back. I mean, what's happened to us? And so we've got to just snap out of it and get things back on track. You're kind of bringing me full circle now to your badass declaration. We the world actually does need a little bit of a badass right now. Absolutely. Because a strong America is what actually ensures some type of stability on this planet, and I think that's one of the biggest challenges is I think we've been a lot of what's going on. Like, I think Afghanistan was a precursor to Taiwan, maybe even a spy balloon, dare I say Ukraine. Uh, Do you feel like with all the aid we're sending to Ukraine, we should at least be establishing some type of an off ramp or, you know, maybe an outline of what would constitute victory? Well, I think what's important is we don't need to give foreign aid to our enemies, and I would stop all of that as president, but you need to have the backs of your friends like Ukraine and Israel. Mm -hmm. I don't think we should give them blank checks. We should never send money. I do think we should give them the equipment and ammunition they need to win along with other countries. You know, Saudi Arabia just gave $400 million to Ukraine. We need more to help Ukraine because it's a war we have to win. This is a war about freedom. If Ukraine falls... Mm -hmm. Russia has said Poland and the Baltics are next, and then you've got a world war. Our job is to prevent war, not to start war, and that's what's going to happen if we get a strong military. Okay, fair. Uh, Last question. Are you going to fire your publicist for booking you on the show? Not at all. I'm going to ask her when we're coming (laughs) back. Stop it, Nikki. You're just buttering me up. This is what she does. She walked into the studio, annihilated the toy collection, had a lot of issues with the jacket. She's like, are you going to wear that for the interview? I'm kidding. But you got her on the air. You were a million bucks. I kick with a smile. That's what I do. (laughs) That's what she does. Well, thank you for this. All right. That's going to do it for the Fox Across America Game Ball presentation ceremony. We are back on the air Monday with Molly Hemingway. We'll be all over your television. And I will probably have sobered up for my stand-up weekend in Seattle and Sacramento. Wish me luck. And you have a great weekend. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on outkick.com forward slash watch. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.